It's great to be here with Ethan Uslin, one of WDAV's uh, truest friends, and the guy we always count on when it's time to let our hair down and have a little bit of fun. Ethan, welcome, and thank you for coming up here. Thank you for having me. It's always a delight being here. And we have Ethan here because uh, in a few minutes, like maybe half an hour from now, he'll actually move next door to our community room to perform for the uh, happy birthday open house that we're having uh, to celebrate our 40th anniversary. We thought if you're on your way to that, listening in the car, you can get your appetite whetted by hearing a little bit of Ethan right now. What are you going to play first for us? Well, I thought I'd play something sort of classical since Mm -hmm. this is a classical station. Yes, of course. I I have uh, a jazzy version of Mozart's Rondo alla Turca. It's kind of my leftover from Thanksgiving. Ethan Uslin with a jazzy version of Mozart's Rondo a la Turca. And he's our special guest from the John Clark Performance Studio. 
to uh, help us whet our appetites for the happy birthday celebration that we're about to start in a few minutes here at the WDAV uh, home, the Samuel W. Newell Building here on the campus of Davidson College. If you're on your way here, you're in for a treat. If you're going to miss it tonight, then uh, keep listening because you'll hear uh, not only Ethan, but a little later on we'll have some other friends coming in to perform from the John Clark Performance Studio. Ethan, I wanted to say... Listening to that, I heard you work in a little bit of Alexander's Ragtime Band. I'm glad you recognized that. And and made me think that uh, you're not only like Gershwin, you're a little like Mozart, too, because (laughs) apparently one of the things uh, that he liked to do at parties was play improvise music and do it in the style of other composers and work in popular tunes of the day. And that's a lot of what you do when you do these mashups of, of classical and jazz and ragtime. Well, yeah, I like to like to have fun with all those songs and 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 try to put them together in surprising ways. Try to keep it interesting. How did you first discover ragtime? Well, you know, um, when I was uh, about seven years old, I grew up in New Jersey, and my dad had a business trip to New Orleans, and uh-huh. he took me, and um, I got a chance to hear all that New Orleans jazz, um, and. Uh, there's music in the streets there, everywhere. We went on a riverboat, and it made a big impression on me, and uh, I've loved it ever since. And did you study piano prior to that? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it just kind of uh, attached itself to me, yeah. and then when I later studied piano, it just kind of never left. You know, these these things that happen to you when you're a kid, kind of hard to explain how they affect you. Yeah. Well, a little later on, I want you to tell us about what exactly makes ragtime ragtime. But right now, why don't you play something else for us? Sure. Uh, here's a, um, a song that they uh, play at uh, every New Year's Day in Philadelphia at the Mummers Parade. It's called Oh, Them Golden Slippers. Oh. Yeah, it's a fun event. Never been to it, but it looks like fun. All right, here it is.
Golden Slippers. You know, that's one of those songs that uh, I heard probably like in a Warner Brothers cartoon or something like that. Never had any idea where it came from. Yeah, the, um, it's from the early 1900s, and it's by uh, an African-American songwriter named James A. Bland. And uh, it's kind of a pseudo-African-American spiritual. It's, it's really meant to be a popular song, but it kind of evokes that uh, sentiment. Tell us a little bit about the ragtime tradition and where it comes from and why it's called ragtime. Well, uh, ragtime originally came out of African-American music and uh, from the you know, plantations and from the, the farms, and, and, uh, and, and it became popular in the late 1800s, and that's where it became, when it became popular all over America. And uh, it was really uh, a, a different approach to playing marches um, and... Uh, and the uh, the melodies would be a bit more syncopated, which means the the rhythms would have a bit of an offbeat emphasis, and um, so it was kind of a uh, a spicier version of the the mar- the European march, which kind of I think sounds a little square in comparison. <laughs> now, uh, one of the things that I occasionally hear from listeners is uh, that they enjoy hearing the rags of for example, Scott Joplin. And then there are occasionally listeners who say, why do you play that? It's fun, but it's not classical music. You know, it's one of those things that to you, you know, get kind of wonky and use radio parlance. It's what's called congruent appeal, where it's something that appeals to classical listeners, even though it's not strictly classical music. What do you, why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you, um, oh, oh, why does this music appeal? I, I think, um, one reason, I mean, there's many, I could go on for a mm-hmm. long time, but w- one reason is that uh, solo piano is a very classical tradition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and uh, so, you know, ragtime and early jazz is a very solo, very solo piano oriented. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that, I think, connects with, with classical fans who, who appreciate solo piano. And I think classical people also appreciate the virtuosity yeah. which you have, and also the uh, the harmonic language is is not that different than um, you know Bizet or or uh, even Beethoven, mm-hmm. Chopin. Um, it's not that far off. So so there's a lot of, a lot of similarities between the genres. Let's hear something else. All right. Well, speaking of Chopin, there was a popular song, uh, I think in the 1910s, called I'm Always Chasing Rainbows, which took the melody uh, of uh, uh, Chopin, I believe it was the the Fantasy Impromptu, and incorporated that into a popular song. So I'm going to play that. Great.
I'm Always Chasing Rainbow in a jazzy style played by Ethan Uslin, our special guest here in the John Clark Performance Studio. Uh, as we get set to celebrate WDAV's official 40th birthday with a big party that's starting uh, any minute now here at the Samuel W. Newell Building on the campus of Davidson College. Uh, if you'd like to make it, we're going to keep uh, partying until 8 tonight, and we'll have other great guests, uh, folks performing live in our Boswell Community Room, and also later on we'll have uh, pianist Cynthia Lawing and clarinetist Jessica Lindsay performing here from the John Clark Performance Studio for broadcast. Right now we're, we're with Ethan Uslin, our uh, favorite favorite ragtime pianist. And uh, Ethan, I wanted to ask you, uh, for folks who are listening and enjoying what you're playing, where can they hear you around town? Well, uh, I play at uh, one restaurant, Cafe Monte in, in South Park. I don't have the exact dates on me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, really, you just have to check my website. You never know. It's very And what is the website? It's uh, uslanmusic.com. U-S-L-A-N is how you spell my last name. And, and do you still have a podcast? I do. I have a podcast. It's called The Carolina Shout. And I like to put together a short mini concert about once or twice a month where I uh, play songs and, and talk about them, not unlike what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's really enjoyable, <laughs> and and people can get those uh, at, at their usual podcast uh, places. Yeah, yep. If you know how to get podcasts, it's called the Carolina Shout. If you don't know how to get podcasts, I uh... <laughs> <laughs> we can't help you. <laughs> I wanted to also ask you about something fun you do that I really admire, and your versatility and sort of encyclopedic knowledge of American popular song helps you out with this, which is you accompany silent movies. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's something that you get into when you're in the old-timey piano business. <laughs> um, and uh, I've enjoyed doing that for many years. I've done them at uh, several at the uh, pu- public library here in Charlotte. And um, Charlie Chaplin, all that stuff, um, all that ragtime music works great for for comedy. And uh, I do have a secret classical background, and I can <laughs> bring some of that stuff out. Uh, when you've got dramas and, you know, I want to try to make people cry. What's really amazing when I watch you do those performances is uh, you are essentially improvising it, uh, and yet you you come up with music, it seems, almost spontaneously to reflect what's going on the screen. Well, it's not a 100% spontaneous. I have kind of uh, go-to music. Yeah. So if I see uh, Chase, I've kind of got things ready if I've there's always a love scene I'm ready for that you know <laughs> bad guy music good guy music so I have some stock go-to things I'm you know usually prepared for for the main types of of action yeah well what if you were uh playing some uh, uh, accompaniment for a holiday film a holiday <laughs> silent film what would you be playing then <laughs> uh well I you know I would probably play some holiday songs and uh I think you've got some. So right? let's do it. <laughs> so I have a little, a little holiday medley for you right now. I don't even need to tell you the names of these. I'm sure everybody's going to know them. <laughs> Thank you. 
my foot has not stopped tapping since I walked into the room with you, Ethan. That was a really enjoyable medley of holiday tunes. Thank you so much. Thank you. So uh, let's talk about that toe tapping, because that's sort of integral to what ragtime is all about. So uh, where does that rhythm come from? It seems like it's very distinctive. Well, it's, you know, it comes right out of the, the European march, which was so popular in America in the late 1800s, mid 1800s. And, um, and, you know, all dance music has to have that steady beat. And this is, this music comes out of that, comes out of dance music. And uh, it's my opinion that the best music has a pulse. And that includes classical music. I oh, mean, absolutely. a lot of great mm-hmm. Beethoven, uh, Chopin has a pulse. Mostly, mostly Beethoven. A lot of Chopin is more flowing, <laughs> less of a pulse, but it's still nice. So uh, as you uh, uh, perform this music, what kind of reaction do you get from it with uh, the audiences that hear you play? Well, I, I think part of the reason why I like this music is that I have found over the years that, it, that people do respond to it, and I feed off that. And mm-hmm. it makes me like it more when other people like it. It makes it just more fun. And uh, I think... Uh, the fact that it's got a very obvious pulse to it. Most of the tunes are very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take a lot of, uh, you know, brain energy to understand the music. Uh, it's accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's some reasons why I like it and why many other people like it. Not everybody, but that's okay. One quick question about how you got so good at playing it. Uh, do you go to like Ragtime U uh, to study uh, Ragtime Piano or uh, what? No, I went to Indiana U. Okay. Uh, and I studied classical music. Mm-hmm. And um, But prior to that, studying classical music and, and some jazz um, growing up um, in New Jersey, um, I would kind of dabble in this kind of music and do the best I can on my own. And But with the tools I was given in my education in classical music, and um, and also I took some private jazz lessons, I was able to, when I was ready to do it, or sometime in college, I said, you know, I'm, I, I want to figure this out. And yeah. I kind of embarked on a long-term mission. Um, and fortunately, when I was learning this stuff, uh, YouTube was not around, so you can't see videos of when I was <laughs> in the beginning stages of this. <laughs> well, the smile has not left my face since uh, I started listening, and that, I think, is one of the things that makes this music so appealing and across so many uh, generations and genres. Do you have something to play for us to sort of take us out? Sure. Um, I, um, uh, why don't we do one more Chopin? Here's, uh, here's Chopin's uh, C-sharp minor waltz, but not as a waltz. Great. <clears throat>
Chopin's uh, waltz, given a new uh, outfit, if you will, for a different type of dance. How about that? <laughs> Our guest, Ethan Uslin from the John Clark Performance Studio. Ethan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's just a pleasure.